Okay, you guys, let's do this. It's gonna be so professional. Mm-hmm. Like, so professional. Here we go. Welcome to the Lab Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson, a couple of clean comedians who support each other and others through comedy's wacky and whining roads. I hope you're ready. Kids set, let's go. Since podcasts have a catchy tune, we wrote this song for Michelle and June. Clean comedians are best friends too. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and you never know what they'll say or do. Here we go, sing with me. I'm not or bored. With Michelle, who's really short. We'll have a ball, ball, ball. With June, who's really tall. They have fun, fun, fun. Interviewing comedians. I'm not so bored, bored, bored. With Michelle, who's really short. Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, the award-winning podcast. I'm your host, June Colson, here with Michelle, Trisha's sister, Rhonda Corey's friend, with one L, Van Dusen. All right, I'm getting their names in at the top of the show, just so it's done. It's done. Yeah. But but see, I think I think we need to just kind of pepper it through somewhere where they have okay. to like hunt for it, you know, where it's like, wait, wait, did, was I on that one? Like that, like mm. that's what we need to do, you know, kind of a thing. So that's not All a right. bad idea, but I'm so excited about our guest today. I wanted to make sure I got it done so that my attention deficit in my brain is not like bouncing oh, back yeah. and forth about multiple things. But um, I'm so excited to be here. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm I'm really really well. I've got my hot tea ready. I'm ready to interview our guest today. It's going to be so exciting. I can't wait for you to meet him. He's going to be ah, it's so good. It's so good. So you had something exciting to tell me. I think did you did I hear right? Did you like go to the gym or something? Can you tell <gasps> Look me at me. About that? I went to the gym just like this. Big earrings, the pink shirt on. Okay, so I did. I went to the gym this morning. <laughs> Um, because I'm, I'm, I was trying to find like the right gym for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so there's this local gym that I'm really interested in. It's smaller classes. They have virtual options. So when we're on the road, I can still like be in the class with the people I take the class with and all this stuff, but I have to read you this. Okay. So I, I went online and I was like, Hey, you know, kind of interested. I'd like to talk to somebody about the gym. So I get this text message and it's like, Hey June, this is Rachel from such and such fitness. Uh, with those such and such challenge that we're doing, would you like to lose weight, tone up, and strengthen your muscles, or all three? <laughs> and I replied, "Is that the only options?" I would have said, "New phone, who's this?" <laughs> <laughs> so I literally text back, "Is that it? That's the only options you got?" Just like, and then waited to see if they would reply to me. And nothing. Mm-hmm. I got nothing back. It was just <laughs> radio silence. So then I text, I'm just kidding, of course. I was just checking to see if the people at your gym have a sense of humor. That's like number one for me. So I'm not sure if you get a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And then I got a reply. Okay, that's hilarious. Um, yes, uh, you know, we'd love to meet you or whatever. So I go in, Michelle, the second thing they show me. First, they show me like the private studio where you can have mm-hmm. like your personal trainer and, you know, some dude named Biff or something, I'm sure. But then the second thing she shows me is a room where you can disrobe and you okay. stand on this platform in front of this funky machine and it scans your entire body and it tells you where all the fat cells are joined together. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> all not the gym problem, for you. Mm-mm. No, all your problem areas. And I was like, sister, I can look in the mirror and tell you my problem areas. I don't need a hundred dollars. Mine are from here 
to my toes. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> between my forehead and my big toe is my problem area. And um, anyway, she was, um, it was Rachel, redheaded Rachel. I'm redheaded Rachel. I don't know if there's like a brown headed Rachel or something, but she's redheaded Rachel. And I wanted to just not like Rachel because that's the petty person in my brain of like, she's perfect and she's beautiful and her skin is flawless. And she had eyelashes, eyelashes at the gym with no makeup on, just eyelashes. And she looked like a supermodel. And I love her, Michelle. I love her. She's stinking adorable. She's uh -huh. so cool. Uh -huh. And um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm probably going to start going to this gym. I'm, I'm ready to work out again. I used to love exercising and working out. And, and literally it's truly for me, it's the accountability. If it's like, if it's not inspected, it's not respected, right? If nobody's paying attention, mm -hmm. then um, it's easy to, you know, to kind of fall out. And the person who can't be my accountability partner is my husband. Like, oh, it's no, just not it. okay. Like if he were to say to me, well, June, I noticed you hadn't worked out this week. I'd be like, seriously, I noticed you haven't worked out in four years. Why are you talking to me? Oh, that genetic gene pool junk that you have, where you can still wear your blue jeans from kindergarten. Yeah. Like, I couldn't hmm. do it. I would be mean. Like the evilness inside me would come out if my husband said one word about me slacking at the gym. So. Yeah, see, my, my husband would be very supportive. He would be sitting there with a donut. He's like, you know, when you get finished, do you want mm -hmm. one of these? Like, mm -hmm. that's how he is. He's like, oh, oh, honey, that looks hard. Here, have have some whipped cream and, and yes, some whipped like, cream on that no, donut. No, no, it's not working. It's not working. So. I don't know. Well, I'm going to try it because literally I'm like, like my, I can't put my husband in that position to be the accountability partner yeah. for me. And if it's, you know, uh, it, it's just not fair. And then my son, you know, like I have two sons, one who's more like, he's more like the runner cardio, that type of guy, not like the gym rat who's buffing, getting buff and built and that kind of thing. Then my 18 year old is the guy with the, you know, like I got to get my neck bigger. And like one mm -hmm. kid wants me to tell him, oh, wow, you look like you lost weight. The other kid wants me to be like, wow, you look like you gained weight. Look at your big fat neck, you know, like that's <laughs> awesome, dude. But he, but that kid was like, mom, you could just go to the gym with me. Oh. And do selfies with 20 year old guys of their six packs yeah. of their ab. And then me with my wrinkle puppy belly from like, no. like I'm not doing that. No. So, no. okay. So here's, so, here's yes. the, the cheapest way uh, for an accountability partner for if you want to work out, uh, buy yourself a pair of jeans, two sizes, too small. And every morning you put those on. And when you realize you can't fit into them, you know, you need to keep working out till you can't. You're welcome. Okay. That's Let's so cute. This. That's so cute that you think I have to buy jeans two sizes too small. All my jeans right now are at least two sizes too small. That's why I'm going to the gym. And she wanted to know the why, Michelle. Oh. Now, before we go, we're going to write yeah. your why. What is going to get you up in the morning and make you go, I'm doing that on the days that you feel like I can't go on. What's your why, June? And I'm like, why? Because I'm fat. <laughs> Like, why would I do this if I wasn't? Like, why? No. Like, I can't. I'm not serious enough to have an inspirational why. Um, so I told her I have to get back to her on that. So um, so there's that. But anyway, yeah. why yeah. are we delaying anymore? Right? Well, Come we on have now. such an amazing guest today. I am super pumped. Michelle, tell us yes. who's on the show. 
Okay, so our guest today is one of America's funniest clean comedians, a preacher's son, an Air Force veteran. He's been at over 20 TV appearances like Laugh-A-Palooza with J.B. Fox on Comedy Central. He's worked with Gabriel Iglesias. He's been on TBN's Praise the Lord comedy specials. Uh, he's been on the Apollo, BET, K-Locos, the Latin King's Economy. He had a dry bar comedy special. He, oh, so he still has it, right? It's called Before the Wall Goes Up, and he's got another one coming on the way. Like, he's another one's going to be released. I can't wait to see this awesome. one. Yep. So let's welcome a real Ephesians 4 man to the Laugh Support podcast, Dennis Gaxiola. Woo, 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 woo. All right. Woo. Bring him in. There he is. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. Hey, Dennis. Welcome to the show. So she did it. She did it. She read all this. Like, insane. First of all, Jamie Foxx, who I think is literally one of the most multi-talented people that got ever put on planet Earth. Like, just unbelievable from comedy acting all of those things and um and then gabriel fluffy you know yeah. all of them have had the pleasure to work with you man that's they've all had that honor that's super cool you know, it's nice God, that you just bless them like that yes <laughs> i tease them when i get to work with them i go yeah you know gabriel's closing for me <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's right come on there you go. Well, Dennis, um, so welcome to the show. Uh, as we told you that, you know, we're, we're just going to jump right into it. This is called the Laugh Support Podcast. And, you know, get a lot of questions and you're, you're welcome to, to, to pepper that in there and let us know, you know, your history and comedy and those kind of things. But a lot of comedians, that's what you get the interview of is tell us about yeah. you. But we kind of want to know who are the people behind you? Who are the people who have been there for you and supported you as you started your journey in comedy, as you've been going through? So, so tell us about that. So when I started comedy, I wasn't a clean comic. Um, I had backslidden. And so I was like a man without a home because mm. uh, the family wasn't happy with me being in nightclubs and no matter what TV appearances or anything, there was very little support. You know, it'd be that type of thing. Oh, we're proud of you. But when I'd walk out of the room, we need to pray for him. So yes. the thing, um, I, I've, I've had a weird career because the first half of my career, I was active duty Air Force. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Keep the two lives separated because I got in trouble once on a show at a base while I was active duty. So my commander just gave me some advice and said, keep your two careers apart. Mm. But so, you know, I've had a lot of friends, a lot of uh, relatives that have been supportive. Um, but serving the Lord the last, you know, uh, 19 years, um, mm. I learned a long time ago from another Christian comic who uh, would be wonderful for this interview, Gilbert Esquival. Gilbert taught me, uh, you know, trust the Lord with your calendar. Um, uh, ah. And when he when he taught me it, it wasn't just the same. He said, but because when you embrace that, um, when you get a gig, you say, thank you, Jesus. But when you're turned down, you're not hurt because you weren't supposed to be there and the Lord was protecting you. Mm -hmm. So when you trust the Lord with your calendar, um, yeah, you have a different perspective. I've had people like when I made one of those social media posts with where I was going to be over the next couple of months. I had a comic reply, how many agents do you have? And I just cracked up because I don't have any agents. I, <laughs> the Lord is my one. agent. <laughs> wow. Um, I stayed busier than most. Um, and it's without an agent, without a 
I have a friend that I'd say he's my manager, but he's been my manager my whole career and we're just friends now. He doesn't book me for anything. So um, God is good. And uh, I've learned to trust him and lean on him as uh, as my support system. Yeah, wow. that is really, really good. Okay, so I'm just curious. Uh, you said that you started off, you weren't a clean comedian and now you are. What made that change? Um, How did that- you make that change? Um, it was a slow process. Cause I remember yeah. when I dedicated my life to the Lord, uh, my son, I did like any, any preacher's kid that got in trouble, you run back to the altar. But my altar was in a parking lot when my uh, son was born with his intestines outside of his body. Mm. And I walked through a parking lot and I said, Lord, I need you. And, you know, and I made him a promise. And, uh, you know, I was raised assemblies of God, Latin American assemblies of God. So as a kid, got saved every other Sunday and most Thursday nights on youth night. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) You know, I, I love the Lord. I don't like overly religious people. Mm. Zealots will ping with my spirit in a heartbeat. Mm. Uh, uh, It'll be conflict immediately. But Mm. uh, in a parking lot, I said, Lord, I need you. Forgive me for the way I've been living. And uh, I've been following him since then. So that right there, I thought I was done with comedy. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, at a church banquet, I could do 10 minutes of, you know, dad jokes type of thing. Mm-hmm. But to see him grow my career and grow my comedy, um, literally going, Lord, I need new material. And all of a sudden, pop, pop, like Jiffy Pop goes off and the creative juices are flowing and walk on stage with a new premise and is getting a big laugh. I'm like, wow. And I, and I know where my source is. You know, it's the Lord. So, yeah, I'm all in with him. Oh, that's a good shirt idea. All in with him. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, that is. Come that's on. such a that's such a comedian thing to say. That's a, like it's it's either hey, are you using that one? Is that your joke? Or hey, you should put that on a t-shirt. Like that's a young comics don't do t-shirts till you have a joke that's worth repeating. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. True. Listen, I just did my first t-shirts. I just did two t-shirts. And, um, and, and even after I had the idea for the shirts, I was still like a year of holding it going, is this like, is this what I want on the shirt? Is this like the jokes that people are going to remember? So that's cool. See, and we ask, we ask typically like, is there a piece of advice you would give somebody? And we already got one already, Michelle. That's super well, a couple cool. of them. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. So yeah. So you, um, so you started out, you, you weren't doing clean comedy, which, um, we've interviewed several, several, you know, uh, Christian comedians comedians who are christians we don't kind of go back and forth with that too much but um but they you know they started that that journey like that and it really was uh, a misconception i think did you feel like you had a, a misconception and what do you think the true thing is about clean comedy versus just not being clean well even you know by by secular standards i was still really clean but mm-hmm. you know, I was I wasn't honoring the Lord with the gift he had given me. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, can I tell this joke in front of you know, my mom's been gone for 10 years, but I used to think I would test jokes. And if there was profanity in it and it, they got a laugh, then I would do the joke without profanity. And if it didn't work, I would eliminate the joke because it was the mm-hmm. shock. It was the shock value of because I, I always lay yeah. Comedy. Get them, let them know who I am. Let them know a little bit about me, uh, and then go from there. And it gave me a license to be naughty and not dirty, because they're like, "Well, he's the preacher's kid, you know, his dad." You know, so it was a there was a method to my madness. But thank God I don't have to sneak around. And my mom would ask me, "How how was your show?" And I would go, "Yeah, I could do better." And the better part was I need to be cleaner. Mm-hmm. 
So I always, mm-hmm. I always had that conscious, you know, um, I'm a, I'm not only a PK, I see both grandfathers, a grandmother, multiple uncles and aunts or ministers. So I couldn't get away from uh, my roots. That is a legacy right there. Um, mm-hmm. Everywhere I go now, I think of that legacy and go, wow, Lord, because my dad was a heroin addict saved in prison. So when I do mm. prison ministry now, it's very emotional for me. It's not a booking. You know, it's continuing oh, yeah. the legacy because yeah, wow. he loved telling men and women that there was hope. So what do you th- what do you think? Could you describe that for us? Like, what is the difference in your mind between doing a booking show and then something like the prison ministry? Where's the where's the difference in your heart in that? The old there's the old saying, there's times to be an artist and there's times to be an entertainer. When you're booked, mm-hmm. um, when you're booked, say, for a banquet, uh, a ticketed banquet, a comedy night or um, you're 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 they've hired you to d- make their people laugh. And that's your job. Yeah. So I have to really be careful with that. Not about going dirty, but about being too preachy. Yeah, I, got, I got it. The, yes. Um, I I helped a young rapper get a, a an event at a church, and he was supposed to do two songs to start off this event, and the young brother ended up preaching for fifteen minutes, and the mm-hmm. pastor said, "I'll never book him again." He didn't yeah. do what I hired him to do. So no matter what that calling we have on our life, we have to respect. Um, when, when we're booked to be an entertainer. Now, the artist part, that's not really an artist. It's the ministry part for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always looking for an opportunity to plant seed. Um, I did I did a secular event for Mother's Day, uh, a Mother's Day brunch. But I closed with my dad's testimony and how my grandmother never gave up on my dad. Um, yeah. And I told him, all the mothers there, I said, you know, if you're dealing with children that are caught in addiction, because addiction doesn't discriminate, um, mm-hmm. never give up. And uh, I was worried about doing that. I mean, this is in a, a huge epicenter. It's called an epicenter. And it's uh, uh, they have from bowling to trampolines to video games. And then they have an area where they do regular comedy shows. Huh. But here it is in the middle of a restaurant slash nightclub on a Sunday brunch, closing my show, telling them about Jesus. Um <laughs> So that's that's the ministry part. So I gave them the I gave them the entertainment part mm-hmm. for forty five minutes. But at the end, I allowed the ministry slash artist in me to express where I'm at in life. And uh, so that's the line right there. I think. Yeah, I think a lot of times, like when I first got into to comedy, and I knew that you know it was a Christian based comedy that that the Lord literally is who told me to go do this thing. It wasn't like my choice. It was June, you're going to do this, and He led me you know, down that path. But I, I remember hearing some Christian comedians talk about like being told, you know, well, we don't want you to talk about God. And we don't want you preaching about, you know, whatever while you're up there, just do comedy, just make our people laugh. And I thought, who would, what kind of church would ask that? But then, you know, I discovered that sometimes it'll be at a conference when they have been deep in the trenches in their hearts. They have been teaching and learning and, mm-hmm. and, and letting things out that they've held in forever and being, you know, saved from addiction and all of these things. And like the last thing they need is now they want to breathe for a second. We want to lay back. We want to laugh. We just want to have, you know, the, it, and so you're right. Sometimes it's not about like just doing what we were like, but wait, this is what I was called to do. And like, no, today you're just called to let them breathe and let them yep. laugh and, and move on. Now, Michelle, tell Dennis, uh, do you have it in front of you? I hope so. 
Quick. your seeds from the pasture. So Michelle just did an event, <laughs> even if she doesn't have in front, I have to tell you, Michelle just did an event. And apparently the, the pastor there was a comedian as well, because he came up to her just wholeheartedly, um, you know, sincerely said, Michelle, you're doing such a great thing. I want to plant some seed in your ministry. What did he give you, Michelle? A package of seeds. <laughs> yep. Literally 50 cent flower seeds, a package two for a dollar at the dollar store yep. and yep. handed her yep. seeds. I'm like, that's not, that's not what we have in our head when somebody says oh, that. that. That's equivalent to the old fake hundred dollar bill and you pick it up and you open it and it's a trap. Yes. Oh, yes. Those are the worst. I forgot about those. Okay, for our listeners who may not, uh, uh, who may not have experienced that, or may not be believers, to know what we're talking about. Like a tract is basically like uh, some points about Christ and you know why you need Him in your heart and those type of things. And and people would pass those out, and uh, and they but still they would do leave that them as a tip for a waitress, which is the worst time yes, to do so that. This Ugh. track was a trick track, basically, that yeah. looked like a dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill or whatever. And when you picked it up, you discovered it wasn't money. It was, you know, it was even better than money. It was, yeah. it was all about God, but that's not how people, especially people who are non-believers reacted to that moment. No. Like who's sometimes <laughs> I think, why, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> Tell a Christian uh, artist that we're gonna put some sow some seed in your in your ministry, then you give them they they might have uh, removed me from the church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when she showed it to me, it was two for a dollar. Like it had the fifty cent sticker on the corner of it. I was like, "You give you fifty cent," which was couldn't give me two us- packages, just one. It's cute. It gave us something to, yeah. Like, can't even, couldn't even give the full buck. But okay, oh, so you spit up some coffee there. Sorry, we got a spit take from Dennis Gaxiola. We got a spit take. Woo! He didn't even. He wasn't even uh, just a bad sense of humor. He was cheap. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. God bless uh, you. So Dennis, so now, like, I mean, you, you still, so you don't just perform with Christian artists. You don't just perform oh. with clean comedians. Right. Right. Um, so, so tell us about that because really you're, um, you're definitely being life support to other people by just your presence alone in an environment like that. Michelle and I definitely both uh, are strong believers in that we don't have to limit ourselves to who, who we're around and and who we perform with. And that's a great opportunity to be the light in some pretty dark places. So, so tell us about that. Well, I, the coolest one was when I was at a comedy club in Sacramento and I made fun of a guy that was sitting in the audience, large, I mean, he, well, I'm only five, seven. This guy's about six foot, uh, young Latino guy with prison tats, uh, a baseball cap turned to the side. It was a Raiders, Raiders, you know, ball cap. Yeah. yeah. On turned to the side, very pale looking. And I opening joke uh, when I walked on stage was bro, you look like the ghost of Raiders past. And <laughs> he laughed, oh. laughed, but after the show, he was standing at the end of the merch line and I waved him forward and I had some celebrity friends hanging out, uh, Um, that were right in front of the table with me and Christopher comes up to me and he said bro I'm pale because I have stage four cancer and I had chemo today Mm. wow there's nothing funny about that right there but I witnessed to him and I said can I pray with you and 
four feet from a bar, I held hands with him and his then girlfriend. Um, and a month later, he he writes me a message and he says, bro, you changed my life. The doctor mm -hmm. said answer anymore and i was like bro, i wow. didn't do anything. jesus healed you and uh christopher keep christopher in your prayers so he's still dealing with his mm. his uh his battles but he saw the hand of god move in his favor and uh so that's why i still love secular events for yeah. the but for iron sharpens iron and we need to be out there sharpening other other uh comedians so I'm producing the Latin Kings of Comedy tour as well as performing. And Gilbert Esquival is a strong believer and he's on the tour. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rodriguez, uh, Joey Medina, Johnny Sanchez, uh, great, you know, headlining comedians with one legend. The last show we did together, Paul said, okay, let's pray before the show starts. Mm. And wow. Then um, the other day, Paul, calls me excited that he did a clean show for the Netflix is a joke uh festival. Yeah yeah. And he got a standing ovation and um I couldn't get him off the phone because I, I was getting <laughs> ready I, I, this, this was last week Saturday I was getting ready to shoot my new dry bar special and I'm like Paul um okay you know my real age this isn't the real color of my beard I gotta get this dye off of my beard <laughs> <laughs> He would not shut up talking about God, mm. you know, mm. and uh, years ago I claimed him for the kingdom. So we, we, it's okay to work. Don't, but don't, you know, Sunday you're clean at church uh, for yeah. a church event. And then a couple of days later, you're in a nightclub doing a totally different act. Um, yeah. You know, then that's what's called a hypocrite. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and especially people who are not saved, they're looking. They're looking for the hypocrite. Oh. They're looking to to dismiss who we are and what we believe. Because if we become so reflective of um, of that, then we no longer reflect the cross, and and they they smell it out. I mean, it's just you know looking for any reason to to dismiss to dismiss who who we are, and we yep. don't need to you know we don't need to give them any reason for that. I also think too you got to be cautious as well as like sometimes when you're trying to be the light in the dark, you have to be really careful not to let that dark start to affect your light, you know. And that's where you said the iron sharpens iron, you know, to have mm -hmm. to have other people. I've got Michelle, that's what Laugh Support's all about. Um, our Here friend we. Rhonda Corey, uh, Leslie Rob, like we have. Uh, we've been very blessed to have uh, a crew of people who can, you know, funny comics and yes. strong uh, females. Really, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And some of us, some of us only do church events. Some of us do, you know, um, mainly clubs and you know things like that. But it is really important to have that together. And how cool to be able to celebrate that in your moment. I, you know, I know, like you're you you getting the game face on. Literally, you were getting your game face. <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> so here I was excited that one of my comedy heroes um, is seeing the hand of God move in our favor. And so he was good. firing his agent because I've made more money for him than his agent has uh, in the mm -hmm. last few months. And I had a huge offer on the table for him, not for me. But I was like, OK, Paul, uh, this is what they want to offer. And. He was like, oh, man, thank God. Look at this. And he goes, I woke up this morning and I thanked God for uh, and I asked him to forgive me for forgetting about the talent he gave me. Mm, yeah. Blend of emotion and talent and a spirit. Paul was raised in the church. 
So mm. he's another one on the hit list, you know, so. Mm. Well, it is that once you see it, you can't unsee it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he may not be where he wants to be, but he's not where he used to be. Right. Yeah. And and now he's seen, he has seen the hand of God. And it is one of those things is like, you can't, you can't act like, you can't act like you didn't see it now. You know, it, it he just shows up everywhere once you're able, but, I, but I'm sure that also, uh, you know, you bought the lie. As sinners, you know, as um, lost people, as, you know, whatever, we, we buy into the lie that there's only a certain way to do it. And it's the world's way to do things. And so we got to cuss or we got to, you know, do the low hanging fruit. We have to go. And, it, and it's not until after you, you truly like lay it at the Lord's feet and you let him take control of it that you see that I don't, I, I don't have to do that. And I don't have to kick doors down. T.C. Stallings um, is a, as an actor and a mentor of mine. And one of the best things I ever heard him say is that if you're letting the Holy Spirit lead, you'll never have to kick a door down. Cause if you start kicking, you're just kicking the Holy Spirit. Like he'll open the door and he'll close the door and you say, thank you for the open door. And you praise him for that closed door because he, he obviously that wasn't the place that you need to be, which is a lot like what you had said before. But what's cool is that, you, that your friend Gilbert is not, you know, like, or, or Paul, I'm sorry, it was Paul. Yes. The, not sitting around going, well, I'm the only one who saw that. Like nobody gets it, but me, nobody saw that. You know, <laughs> you can talk to somebody like you, which is truly support of being able to just say this happened and the other person believe you and know it to be true. And they're not alone. You know, the, um, our church, we're doing a series on the Holy spirit right now, uh, by John Bevere, but we're last quarter. We did, uh, David Platt's follow me. And one of the chapters in follow me, it said, uh, it had a line and he goes, I know this is controversial, but we need to up, are, uh, we need to seek more pleasure. And he goes, I know right away it's a negative connotation, uh -huh. but we need to, when you said low hanging fruit, because we have low hanging fruit for pleasure, but we need to seek, we need to seek, you know, heavenly pleasures, things that are pleasing mm. to God and the gratification mm. we get out of that mm. instead of carnal pleasures that there's nothing, there's nothing good out of it. So for the comedians that are selling out, for a cheap laugh, um, God, if you would just turn your, if you would just turn your, uh, your talent over to the Lord 100% and have a standard that, yeah, this is the standard. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit with my sense of humor. So, um, mm. and I'm not, believe me, I am not the churchy, churchy guy. I mean, I push the line all the time. Uh, I watch your dry bar. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love going to the line and, you know, I, I, I watched that dry bar for the first time. It's five years old. I watched it a couple of weeks ago because I had to eliminate material. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, I did that joke. And they they let it go. Yes. But, yeah. um, you know, just not being ashamed of who we are and whose we are. That is so important. Um, and you cannot you cannot uh, do anything bigger than what God's going to do for you when you trust him. So why would you lean on man? You know, mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, and they're seeking the world's approval when you should seek the Lord's approval. You know. Yeah. Okay. So um, earlier, one of the things that you mentioned was, uh, you know, it's a gift. And so does your gift change when you weren't a Christian to now that you are? So like, you know, it's, it's like a, a comedian trying to find their voice 
you know, what's their voice on stage kind of thing. Like a lot of comedians are always trying to find their voice, who they are kind of a thing. But if you're, if you're calling it a gift, did that change and how does that change or how, how do you figure out what your gift is or what your voice is? Do you I know? mean, think about it like this. There are, um, what do you call those people that come though? They, they're it's real popular in comedy clubs now where they'll bring in a, uh, someone that reads, reads cards and, uh, they'll, they'll tell your future or yeah, the fortune teller, the tarot the, card readers and the, the fortune teller, uh, they, they're doing them in comedy clubs now and people are blown away because they'll, they'll see something from the past or in the, well, if those people would commit their life to the Lord, they are seers. So they do. Wait, wait, you're, you uh, mute. Sorry, but they're not using it for there the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they're using a gift the wrong way because the devil is an imitator. Um, and he'll take a gift that the Lord gives his children and use mm. it in, in a, uh, as a lie. So if we look at it that way, yeah, I, for a long time I was in clubs and the sense of humor, because God wired us. It's what we do with how he wired us, you know, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's a different purpose. Same mm. gift, different purpose and a purpose that honors the Lord. Mm. You know what I think, Michelle, is um, so I'm going to bring up TC twice, just so I went and watched his movie last night, which is excellent, by the way. Y'all check it out. No vacancy whenever um, whenever it starts streaming. But I think about his story is having this gift of athleticism. I mean, he's just a hard driven athlete and he was using that gift to gain worldly things. And um and then when he became saved and, you know, he, he laid it all over at, at God's feet and and he, he's the you know, he has a whole program called Uncompromised. And when he became uncompromised in how he would use the gifts that God had, God also made him a gifted actor as well. And when he started doing that, you know, he did it for the glory of God. It didn't mean that he wasn't a gifted athlete before. I mean, the man could run a touchdown. He, he, he was strong as a Mack truck, but he was using that for attention. He was using that for financial gain. He was using that for everything for himself. And now he uses it for kingdom purpose. And I think the same way, you know, Dennis, I've seen, I've seen the, the dry bar special. I watched it. Um, we were on a show, uh, Maurice Brown's uh, Bible study together. And then right after that, I was like, Oh, I got to check this guy's um, dry bar out, which was awesome. It was so good. And I'll tell you, um, the thing that stood out the most to me, it's been a little while since I watched it, but the thing that stood out the most to me was the interaction that you have with the audience, just your conversation, just your joy Mm -hmm. that, you know, there was this joy about you being on there and not like it was a job, but it was a joy. And, um, and the material was great. And the audience definitely enjoyed what you did. So I'm so excited to hear that you have another dry bar coming out. What do you, what do you think is the difference between um, doing the first one and then now where you're at stepping in to do this next one? I didn't have bronchitis. <laughs> oh, did you have bronchitis on the first one? My God, I look so stiff because if I exerted myself or I laughed, I would get a coughing fit. So mm. I had to, um, it's, I, that's why when I testify about that special, I know it's the hand of God that blew it up because I wasn't at my best. So, um, oh, yeah. To see God's hand, and I had some people comment, "Well, why is this guy so stiff?" Well, because I was trying to breathe. But other people go, "Oh, he's so relaxed." And yes, I'm trying to breathe. <laughs> 
Oh my So you read the comments? See, I tell my friends when their dry bar comes out, I'm like, you can choose joy or you can choose to read the comments. Like, I, what are you going to do? Because there's always going to be that one that yep. you think I can handle it. And then there's going to be that one that hits you in a tender spot you forgot you had and it's going to linger and you're not going to be able to let it go. So you read the comments? I read, you know, I read some every once in a while because they keep reading, you know, five Five uh, years later, they're still re-releasing clips of the special, and I get a kick out of it, you know, um, but I ignore the negative ones because they're just haters out there, you know, and they yeah. want to bait you mm -hmm. into arguing or, uh, you know, they're trolls, literally they're trolls, and they... So I, I've interacted in a couple with a couple, because I did a joke about not having my daughter date till she was 33, and then these liberals, I was like, you know, if Jesus never went on a date. So if you outlive the Lord, you can go on a date. <laughs> so liberal, liberals, like, who does this guy think he is trying to control his daughter's oh, body? Yeah. Ah. So like, uh, it's called being a father. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, I engaged with a few people like that. And then uh, one lady was offended by my special because she said I insulted her president. I was like, well, as a veteran, you know, and then I had like, what branch did you serve in? Oh, yeah. Stuff, I'm like, uh, no, you better do at least 20 years in the military before you question my patriotism. Mm -hmm. I literally joined the Air Force, not out of need, but out of patriotism. I love my country. Yes, and, sir. Wow. Um, and then every four years, I had something going on where I couldn't get out. <laughs> so, I was like, so I ended up doing 20 years. But wow. uh, so this lady, I engaged her and. She was like, well, you should be removed from your special, which was hilarious because I'm the only person on my special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ma'am, if you, and she was from Alabama. So I, I, oh. I, if you remove me, then there is no special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that special be good. Dennis's special be good if it just wasn't for Dennis in the special. <laughs> good night. No, there are crazy people. And I do, you know, I'm not the best at quoting the Bible, but I do know that there are several verses in the Bible that just says, you just, you're wasting your breath on a fool. Like, okay. they, you know, the energy that they can't hear, they can't hear it. And, you know, and sometimes it's just, it's just moving, you know, you're just moving on and, and, and let it, let them be where they're going to be until they're ready to be someplace else. So I, I had a, uh, a friend go off on me during the whole Trump era. Cause I was calling a lie, a lie, what they were saying, mm -hmm. not the truth. Mm -hmm. That's not what he said. Oh, you're a Trump supporter. You're this, you're that. And I gave him a call. He was, I wasn't going to argue with him on social media. This guy said every vulgar word he could. He was making up new vulgar words. <laughs> what he was going to do to me when he saw me. And um, it was about, you know, but I, I just, I didn't respond the way he was responding. I tried to get my point across and um, didn't see him for about six months. But when he saw me, he gave me a hug and literally gave me a kiss on the cheek. It's like, I love you, bro. So I let light shine in that darkness and yeah. didn't argue with the fool, but let him see that, oh, I'm, you know, he, he felt convicted. Even though he's not yeah. serving, he felt bad for the way he treated me. And mm -hmm. uh, I won instead of being in a situation where it could have been all bad. And the other comics uh, in the Bay Area has a the San Francisco Bay Area has a comedy network on social media. Mm. They would have probably just ripped me. Oh, that's supposed to be the clean comedian, the Christian comedian. Look oh, yeah. Me. So, yeah, don't, yeah, don't engage the fools. 
Mm-mm. No, don't engage the fools. But you that, did. You, you hung out with me and Michelle today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. We're, we're pretty fantastic, <laughs> aren't we, Michelle? Yeah. You guys are great. This is great. I'm having a good time with you. Some interviews are uh, pretty rough, but you guys are, you, you're, you're, uh, you, it's beautiful. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate it. No, I am. I told Michelle, I said, um, I was super excited to to have you on. Um, there's just something about you that really just stood out to me. And and I think part of it was some of the things, you know, I follow you on social media. I don't spend a whole lot of time on Facebook. I post things and share things. But I think a lot of times because we do that, people think that we just sit and watch what everybody posts. But yeah. I have caught some events. I've caught some things that you were um live, uh, you know, you where you were just broadcasting live at some pretty powerful events. And and as uh, the CCA, we've got a retreat coming up uh, and it's June 6th, 7th and 8th in Franklin, mm-hmm. Indiana. Yep. Um, it's right outside of Indianapolis. And um, I've just been blessed to be a part of the planning committee. Basically, it's just a, a committee of people who got together and said, hey, we want to see this thing keep going. And, and um, it's going to be a retreat where we pour into each other, not so much how to do comedy, but how to lift each other up and how to have that strength to continue on and be the light. And as we were talking about people, we would love to have come speak. Um, Dennis, you just, God was like, Dennis is, you know, on my heart. And, and this is somebody that, um, that I think we should invite. And I'm so honored that you said yes. Um, And I think, you know, every time that I go, I meet new friends and I learn new things and I'm so hyped that you're going to be coming to this year's event and be one of our speakers. Well, I'm excited to be there. I've wanted to attend and usually the schedule doesn't line up. Um, Mm. I'm a a full-time comic and a lot of times, but this, when I saw that it was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, I went beautiful. So I can be there. So I'm coming in Sunday and um, looking forward to that. And then I'll leave Wednesday night or Thursday morning to do four shows for the air force. So it'll be a fun week and I'll come home and my family will have missed me. They're like, God, we got a breather away from you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now they're ready. I tell my husband, I don't because of the attention deficit. I just learned that this is kind of normal for attention deficit is that we don't miss people when they're gone because it's kind of an out of sight, out of mind thing. But when they come back, you realize I haven't had you for five days in my life. Like I miss you, you know, it's a, it's a bizarre thing. Cause it's like, he's doing his thing. I'm doing mine, but we realize how much we love and miss each other when we get to come back together. And, and I'm so glad that I know, uh, you know, we're about to wrap this thing up, but I know that as you said before, um, it sounds like it was not the easiest journey for your family. Um, as you said, you, when you were in comedy, your, your, your extended family, your personal family, and, um, and what a, you know, what a big difference that God has made in your life and in your family and your relationships and being able to be that person that they can look at and look up to and be the, the, the leader of the family and give that guidance to your daughter to not date till she's 33. I feel that way about my son, but that's okay. And, um, and, and I can't wait for uh, our friends in the CCA to, to get to meet you and to hear from you here in a few weeks. Now we want to make sure our listeners check you out. Okay. So um, you can find Dennis on pretty much all the social media outlets. Um, Comedian Dennis on Facebook, comedian Dennis G on Twitter. Um, yeah, comedian Dennis 
Anyway, comedian Dennis, check him out. <laughs> Comediandennis.net. I'm just so impressed you that you got just comedian Dennis. Like no other comedian Dennis got to it before you. I was surprised because um, I let DennisGaxiola.com expire mm. and the hackers out there stole it and they were trying to bribe me. And I had like a few churches going, brother, do you see what's your website leading to? Mm. And I was mortified what it was leading to, but it was just, uh, I went, okay, I'm going to let the, let the devil do his job and I'm going to do my job and move on. <laughs> so I, I, and when I did comedian Dennis and it was available, Hey, thank you, Lord. That's easier than my last name. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Michelle, Michelle actually had a, a similar experience where she, a clip of hers, clean comedy oh. came out on a website that was female comics a random, oh. you know, group or whatever, where she had done a festival like 15 years ago and they put a clip out, but they put a, basically a dirty title to her clean clip to get people a to very click on it. So if you title. Googled her name for a while, this dirty title came up to this clean clip of this clean comedian just for clickbait. But fortunately oh. God kind of intervened in that situation too. And um, she was able to find the right people who honored her and said, okay, we'll change it for you yeah. without having Thank to go Jesus. through a lot. But, but man, yeah, when you're out there doing it, it's not without roadblocks. It's not without some hiccups that we got to handle, but we definitely serve a Lord who can handle any of that stuff. Right. I, yep. uh, I, you know, and I'm, I'd be remiss because well, who's my support now? Five years into uh, remarrying my first wife, uh, and she hated comedy when I, when mm -hmm. we were to get married as kids. Um, she did not like attention. It was not that she hated comedy, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I know wherever I'm going, whether she's by my side or she's home running the family, um, that I have uh, a spouse that supports me. Uh, both both encouraging words, but I know she's praying for me. And that, because mm. uh, entertainment business, secular or gospel, is hard on a family. Yeah. We, mm -hmm. we see Christian artists fall. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to have that good system, uh, a support system around you. So my wife, uh, she's, she's my rock right there. You know, I lean on her a lot. I trust her. Uh, to take care of everything while I'm gone. And when I come home, she doesn't even trip that I go, let me have a day to defuse and uh, mm, nice. charge. And so, yeah, got to have someone who's by your side supporting what you're doing. Awesome. So you can give her a shout out. Like, do you ever mention her name or is it always like just oh, yeah. my wife? Lorna. Yeah. Okay. Lorna Gexola. She has an amazing Lorna. testimony and we're watching her come into uh, being comfortable talking about it. Five-time cancer survivor, major, uh, 18 major operations. And uh, wow. last year she did a podcast and actually shared her testimony. Um, so well, I, I would love to be able to do a marriage conference and have her be there by my oh, side yeah. and encourage the couples to, you know, stand strong and uh, encourage. So it's been cool because I'll share her testimony like at ladies events, like ladies night out or something. Mm -hmm. And She'll be at my booth and women will come up to her. Will you pray for me? I was just diagnosed with breast cancer. You know, wow. will you pray? Mm -hmm. My husband just asked for a divorce. And to be yeah. able to have her be part of that, that's just a blessing. Well, well get the fantastic. prayers, get the prayers behind that, that it happens and then get the prayers behind it that, um, that your marriage is protected while it happens. We just interviewed Jeff Allen a few episodes ago and he said the couple of times him and his wife 
have done an event together that the devil went straight in for me. He said, you know, you're getting ready to go on stage and talk about how the Lord, you know, saved him from addiction and restored his marriage. And they're backstage going, no, you did it. No, you did it. I did it. Hi, <laughs> I am Jeff Allen. And they're like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> My wife, she's learns that now we'll be driving to a church or something, and I'm real quiet mm-hmm. because it's almost dual vocational. I'm having to remember the comedy, but I'm also listening to the Holy Spirit for what I'm going to share. Yeah. Because when mm-hmm. Sunday morning, or you book me for the full ministry, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit for an altar call. And so I've had to explain to her, I said, you know, I'm not upset with you. I'm focusing on comedy the word listening to the holy spirit um and you want to talk about why did i watch an episode of the crown without you (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true no doubt my husband and i we try to travel together as much as we can because he goes one way and i go the other so when we can line it up but i but he's quickly learning that like I'm not the, hey, June, happy, bubbly, whatever. I'm like, I'm like, I'm under attack. You know, the devil's trying to surround me saying, you're dumb, you're not good, you're not smart, they're not going to like you. And I have to say, that's not God's voice. That's, you know, and, and, and I'm in that, like trying to remember that all of that. And it's, and it's hard because it's a lot of people think, well, it's fun. You do a fun job. You go up, you tell some jokes, you know, that's what you do, but it's work and it's, it can be emotionally draining. And yeah. So when, um, when I become that like quiet person, it does, my husband is just like, well, who's this chick, you know, and then what's wrong, what I do. And then, you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. But he's learned when we get to the hotel, he just takes his laptop. He goes downstairs to the lobby. He gets a cup of coffee and I walk around talking to myself for a half an hour before the show. And we all, you know, we all do it, but I I get it. I get it. You said something very important. It's work. When I was younger, I used to say, I have a show this, you know, this Wednesday or this Saturday, I have a show. They think show, they think party, they think fun. Mm -hmm. So explain to all the comics out there, explain to your spouse, I have to go to work tonight. Mm -hmm. I have work this weekend. Um, And it it changes the narrative. So they realize that this is not, especially the older I get, it's harder and harder for me to remember what I, what my so, you know, um, if you let them know it's work, you'll be all right. Yeah. Any of that ring a bell, Michelle? Yes, man. That's, that's, that's the best piece of advice right there. I think if I would have known that comedy is work at the beginning, I wouldn't have continued. I'd be like, uh, no, I think I'm allergic. I'm allergic to work. Let me, let me go. Let me go. <laughs> so that, that's, that's a, that's a gold gem right there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. listen, this has not been work. This has been nothing but fun and yes, informative and a pleasure, Dennis, to have you on the show. Again, you guys make sure you check out Dennis Gaxiola on all of his social media platforms. And, you know, if you want to book him, he's net. Just Comedian Dennis, because he is the comedian, ComediandDennis.net. All right. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. I just had a service at a church and it was a friend from Bible school that helped set it up. And the pastor was like, there's no way we can afford Dennis. And that hurt me because it's like, wait a minute. I didn't set a price, you know, uh, especially on a Sunday. It's like, there's no price. Uh, Yes. This is what I do for a living, but a love offering, whatever you can afford is Mm -hmm. good enough. And when they can't afford it, I said, we put it on the Lord's tab. 
because we cannot outgive the Lord. So right. I literally went to, I live in California. I went to the eastern part of uh, Pennsylvania. No, I flew into Pittsburgh, in eastern part of Ohio. So I had to land in Pittsburgh. They picked me up. But when they called, they said they had 30 to 40 people in their church. And I thought, well, they can't even afford my airfare. But mm -hmm. I heard in my spirit say yes. And when I said yes, I said, I'll come for a love offering if you can get the airfare at a hotel room. Well, two, three hours later, a large tech, a large church in Texas called and confirmed, you know, a $5,000 gig. And I yes. went, okay, how many bathrooms am I cleaning that week? <laughs> you know, I was. Yes. <laughs> but I, it was a test for the Lord. Will you say yes? Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. you Say yes with your talent. Don't put a price tag on what God has given you. And mm -hmm. uh, you watch him bless you. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm blown away. We give money. We pay our tithes. We pay our offerings. And then when we go over our finances, we had more money than we started. And my wife's like, I don't know how this math works, but look at God's economy. Yeah, so, uh, it's the new math. Yeah, say yes. Say yes to the Lord with your talent. Don't say no yeah. to the small church because all of us prayed for opportunities. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you need green M&Ms and $20,000 when you wouldn't be getting paid a thousand for a weekend at a secular club club. So yeah. why are you doing that to churches? You yeah, know, absolutely. there's so some, guys, some guys and gals that have raised the bar to that level. God bless them. But I also know some of those guys that are very, uh, very giving with their ministry, with their giftings. So, mm -hmm. uh, don't judge when somebody's making it up at the top of the of the of, you know the pinnacle of, of Christian entertainment, but don't forget where you came from. That's that, that would be my number one tip to all the gospel uh, comedians out there. But don't forget that you used to pray yeah. for an opportunity. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, you used to eat the whole bag of M and M's, not just the green ones. All of them. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well, this is why I have to go to the gym, Michelle, because I eat all of the colors of the M&M's. Well, Dennis, we're going to thank you so much for being here today. Michelle's going to kick you backstage if you'll hang out for just a second so we can say thank you as we close this out. And um, again, thanks for being on this show. All right, Michelle, you moved him so fast. You moved him so fast. All right. <laughs> Sorry. What I tell you, what I tell you, dude, I, I'm, I'm excited about the CCA retreat. But I get more be good. and more excited every time I get to think about who who we're going to get to hear from. And I have no doubt that Dennis is going to bring something absolutely amazing to that. Because, I mean, look, on, on our podcast, Definitely. I'm just I'm just thrilled to death that what this he brought us here today. So. Such a great episode. Such a great episode. I'm so glad that you, you, you said, hey, we need to have this guy. I'm like, okay, I don't know who he is, but let's do it. I know. And, Thank um, you for always trusting me on that. I, you, yeah. And every time, like I got to meet Dan the other day, and every time you bring somebody in that I don't know, I'm always blessed by them too. I just, I don't know. I just love, I just so love good. that we get to do this. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. So thank you, uh, Dennis, for coming on our show today. Thank you, listeners. I love the fact that we have worldwide listeners. We're, you know, we're, we're listened to on six continents. Like, that's amazing to me. Absolutely. We're going to make it to Antarctica. One of these days. We're going to One of these days. Yeah. <laughs> so let's give a shout out to Australia. Thanks for listening. India, thanks for listening. Asia, thanks for listening. Europe, yo, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. America, America, right? Thanks for listening. North and, and South. South. North and it's South. happening. It's happening. Thank I you, didn't you. know there was going to be a geography lesson. Let's move on. Let's close this thing out. Y'all, as I always say, thanks for listening. Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Michelle, tell them goodbye, sis. Goodbye, sis. Have a great day.